Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Toast, welcome back. You know, we got another episode here in Rutgers Libraries. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling very, very excited to be back here once again recording another podcast. And you know what? Hopefully we get another successful one here. It took us a little bit to figure out the gain. That was a bit of our issue. Yes. And we learned what today? What is gain? According to my cheat sheet supplied by uh, Rutgers, uh, gain, adjust the input signal from associated microphone, typically adjust adjusted to around uh, plus 40. Okay, there you go, loyal listeners. If you're ever trying to you know, start something up, remember to make sure the gain is all the way up or else nothing will happen and you will look a little confused for a while. And you will fail miserably. You know, Evan, I want to jump right into it. Because I know you'll get heated a little bit. What is happening with Jacob deGrom? He's not going to be able to pitch for four weeks. Yeah, well, you know, congrats to uh, Kansas for winning the national championship. Okay, I guess we're doing that right now. Let's Uh, get out of the way. Come on. Yeah, uh... A week ago, we had the best rotation in baseball, <laughs> and look what's happened. May and June has come has come early. I don't like it. I mean, it's tough because the Mets, when they finally look like they're starting to turn the corner, it for some reason, is always Jacob deGrom getting hurt. I'm really, I really think we're a, a cursed franchise. You think? Like, come on. <laughs> And this is something that I've been wanting to say to you. I, actually, huh. no, what am I saying? I've told you. You've this. told me this. I'm probably from my Evan, face. Why isn't Jacob Degrom just a middle reliever now? You you cannot we, pitch a hundred miles an hour with a seventy something mile an hour slider and expect to play you know fifteen plus starts because I don't know. Like I think his value is that he can throw this hard and he can go that that length. He can go five six plus innings. He can't. Well, he's got to get on the field first because when he's on the field, he can. Exactly. Look, if he suffers another injury or two, I'll consider it. But and I, I, no. Like, I, no, I don't think his value should be there because he because like you have a bunch because there's a bunch of other relievers that throw that hard. You don't need exactly relievers. another. You don't need you don't, what starting yeah, pitcher but, can you tell me stayed healthy throwing a hundred? Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom, and that's the list. <laughs> and you know what? He can't stay healthy. It's unfo- unfortunately, be- it feels like this notion has just come around the past two years because it felt like the dude threw like a 200 innings all every time, and then now he's getting hurt. Like, you know what? Not to give the Mets any ideas, but what do you do if you're going to face the Mets come the fall and you face it? Max Scherzer, one through six, Jacob DeGrom, seven and eight. And who do you? I don't even know who closes for you guys. Is Edwin? Edwin is still there. Edwin nine, yes. Who's who's touching that? Or even let's say you pick Scherz or give me strong one through five, and then give me Degrom six through eight. Who's stopping that? No one's stopping that. The only way you lose is when you lose one nothing after Edwin loses a, <laughs> loses a run in the ninth. I've seen many of those. I've seen a lot of those uh, stories all the time, so I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. But why is that a, such a bad idea? I know you guys are paying him all this money. Because no, I I don't think that should. Because you can find a bunch of relievers that do that. You don't need to throw. Also, also, you don't need to throw. <laughs> what? I said they're all on the Yankees. They're all on the Yankees. Cool. Congrats. Uh, yeah, make, make it all about the Yankees. Ooh. Anyway, like, what, are you going to pay him 30 million bucks to pitch an inning or two? And this is another thing. I was discussing this with Carlos. 
you know, this is a, f- a situation I know a little too much. This is like Saquon for the Giants, for the right? Giants. He's coming up in a contract year, and he can't stay healthy. If he pitches under 15 starts for you guys, can you even pay him? I don't know. It all depends how good he is in those starts. Let's say Jacob Durham gives me this year. He comes out and goes 9-3 and three with a 2-7. I don't think he goes 2-7. He's probably a 1-7 because he's the best pitcher in baseball. Okay, let's say he goes 2-1 over 12 starts. Okay. And he gets hurt most of the year. What what do you do? Because he wants to be the highest paid player in baseball come his next contract. I pay him the money. You pay him the money? If if he gets over this injury bug and he's healthy the rest of the year. Who has ever gotten over the injury bug? I've never seen a player who was injury prone just stop getting hurt. It feels like there's always the exception. Like look at look at like Adam look at Adam Rain, uh, Wainwright. He's like 41. Some players are just built like that. It's just difficult. Jacob DeGrom is like a Lamborghini. And it's that little, you know, little something goes wrong in the engine, the whole car doesn't function right. He's just so finely tuned throwing 100 miles an hour that that little muscle strain, little something in the you know, pitching motion, he's done for. He misses 2 months. It's just frustrating because it feels like all of his injuries are not like we usually don't see the injuries on the field. It's always like in practice, in practice and oh, he's a little tight here. And, and of little... course, and of course, for Mets luck, it's you know a sprained ankle is a torn ACL. Yeah, the well, there's the one time last year where he left the left the game. I remember holding his arm. Yeah, well, then he missed like the two months. Year. Three months. The rest of the year. Yeah, I'm saying that ended up being like two, three more months until the end of the year. Yeah. And he was what? What was he pitching? Like a one? Or he was pretty much the MVP front runner when he, like, he was he was hitting the he was hitting like two seventy, like it was like oh he's gonna put a complete 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 year and you know he's gonna you know he had like a, a seven and two record a historic season. Yeah, he was he was like seven and two or something. I was like oh okay, so he's gonna have more than ten wins. And then uh, here we yeah, are. He's, he was cursed with the years before. Even when he wasn't missing games, the Mets couldn't get him wins. Yeah. He would a lot of times go into, what, the seventh, eighth inning, letting in no runs, and then Jaris Familia would Thank God he was shanked the end of the game. Yeah. I remember. Still Batanza in the rushes. Even throw no, Batanza was gone. He... Did he ever throw a pitch for the Mets? In the uh, lockout season. And he was terrible. He was bad. Yeah, I remember. The pitching uh, was bad. It was a shame because I mean, he had that little flash where he was like the best reliever in baseball. And then, you know, he couldn't throw a strike to save his life sometimes. I definitely told us. Um, I, I've met Del- Dylan Batances. How was that? Uh, well, someone we went to school with, uh, Joe Allenbach. Yes. Uh, he, we, I was a Yankees fan. Yes, yes. This was like senior year of high school. Okay. And we were at the uh, Garden State Plaza. Okay. Uh, for like a little internship thing that we had, and he just notices him and his girlfriend. Just of course, he's like what six seven. Yeah, talking. He's like, yeah, it's Dylan Batanzas. I'm like, I, I what? And that's crazy because yeah. like we talked about many many times before, these guys don't get noticed. Like if he wasn't obviously he's six seven, so someone's gonna think he's a professional athlete. Yeah. But these baseball players don't get recognized like that. No. And you know, just like if you were alone and you weren't with the Joe, the big. Uh, the big Yankees guy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have. I you would, would have been like, "Wow, that's a that's a big dude." That's, Maybe he plays sports, but that's just a six seven guy. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. No, it, 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 he wasn't like swarmed or anything. I think it might have been like, like if he is not a man on the the New York Mets roster or Mike Trout, you're not noticing him. Yeah. No. 
or like Shohei, yeah, or like Todd, or like pretty much even Otani, Otani like six five, yeah, and or like literally like the the group of like top five most marketable players. Just and like it's crazy because I feel like even the hat throws it off too. Like you see these guys in the baseball hat a lot. Like I see Garrett Cole a lot, and I can always identify him with the hat. But I feel like I would have so many second guesses if I just saw him existing in the real world. I wouldn't. Be, I'd be like, I think that's Garrett Cole right there. Yeah. But that could just be some white guy with long hair. Yes. It could be. That's what I'm saying. It's well, difficult. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, especially for baseball. You, know, you don't get swarmed. Like, a lot. I'm definitely noticing Jacob Degrom. Like that's definitely yes. that's definitely yeah. Jacob Degrom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Noah Syndergaard, you could you can notice him. Like you tell me when he had his long hair and you just saw him, he had it like slicked back. You would you would definitely want to notice it was Jacob. He would walk right past you. Oh, if he had the hair, yeah. Oh yeah, I would notice him. Oh, okay, okay. Well, because right. that was also like, that was oh, he's choice. good and he has long hair. What? He was like the number three with that hair. He was like the fourth best pitcher in like in that era of that crop of players. Why didn't you guys ever keep uh, Walker, Zach Wheeler? Zach Wheeler. Why did you say Walker? Uh, because that's Taiwan Walker. You're thinking of who was that our All Star representative that replaced Jacob Degrom because he had a really <laughs> good first half because he had a great first half and then he shot the bed the rest of your. My apologies. I meant Zach Wheeler, who's looking phenomenal for the Phillies. Well, you know, here's the thing. You know, when you have, uh, I won't blame this current ownership and management <laughs> just yet, group just yet. No, well, no, because th- those people weren't in charge when okay. that move was made. It was the Wilpons and Brody Van Wagenen that let them go. And, you know, they didn't spend a lot of money. They don't... I remember when they re-signed, like, David Wright to all that money and, like, Joanna Cespedes. Like, oh, my God, they're spent... They, they spent money they, to, re- to well, keep their players. They spent money and it was bad. Yeah. Did you hear that Joanna Cespedes is on uh, Old Timers Day? He's playing on Old Timers Day for no the Mets. Way. He could yeah. definitely shank some home runs still. Yeah, he's going to absolute crank one up. To the hey, Pepsi porch. You know what I want to see out there? Who you want to see? My boy Todd Frazier, freshly retired, out there yeah. for the New York Yankees. Flavor Fraves. No, Mets legend. He had a little stint there with uh, Pittsburgh at the end, right? He was terrible. He was terrible. He was a Rutgers legend, New York, New Jersey legend. Played for the Mets and Yankees. Yeah. Played for Rutgers University. I mean, how could you not? Tom, he played for Tom's River Little League that went like Tom's River, far in the Little League World Series. He's literally like... An icon. Is he Italian? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Sure. Why not? If he's Italian, that adds the extra layer to Uh, being Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's everything you need is, like, going to Rutgers, being Italian, and, like, playing for the Mets or Yankees. Exactly. That's a dream come true, right? So what is it? Give me me the results. Uh, Personal life? Uh, Frazier has Scottish ancestry. Scottish. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Something about Todd. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but you know, but he likes Sinatra. He uh, he comes out. Yeah, his walk up song is "Fly Me to that's, the That's that's why I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, mate, there's slight glimmer. He's been the, the culture has the in, culture has embodied it, him. He it, is exactly. the culture. He, he, oh yeah. When I think of the culture, I think of flavor freaks. You know, we're gonna clip this later. But you know, shout out to Todd Frazier for real. You put you know. One of the many guys who really represented Jersey at every aspect of your career. And, you know, we really love you here. We'd love to have you on, Todd. Love to have you on, Todd. Uh, I wasn't your biggest fan when you were on the Mets, but I respect you. Hey, I liked him on the Yankees. Yeah. Was but, definitely he was not one of my favorite players. I will I will say that. But. I liked him just because like, you know, especially at the Jersey Day, he was out there wearing the, the Todd father in the back yeah. of his jersey. Batted a low average, but he would crank some home runs. That is, that is someone that I would have never guessed that won a, a home run derby. He does not look like 
he would win a home run derby. He doesn't look like a power hitter. He doesn't. And also, like, he has the oddest approach to swing the bat. Hey, he's, he's got the physique of a god. I don't know how he just cranks, like, 20-plus homers. I'm like, this dude. Yeah, he definitely averaged at least 30 home runs a season for, like, a good stretch. Yeah, 25, 30-plus, but hits, like, 230, 240. I mean, but he's looking better he, than the highest-paid player in baseball. And what's that supposed to mean? That means Lindor is batting. Well, he's not the most highest paid player. No. Position player, no. Is, is, this, is it? Or on a is, per is year basis, I think he was. My apologies. On a, on a per year basis, I think no, he was. He was th- making like 40 something. Oh, a positional player. Uh, he's making 30 million a year? Lindor? Yeah. I thought he was low 40s. No, because no, I think it was 10 years, 300 million. Okay, but still, my point stands that he hit like what twenty five home runs, batting like two fifteen. It was not a great year for Lindor, but hey, he had a great spring because obviously, when you obviously when you know great spring equals an even better regular season. Hopefully, he turns hey, it around. Todd gave me a good mitt at third base. He was a decent mitt. He had a decent glove, and he just you know he just brought this swagger to the game. I love it. I'm a big Todd guy. Yeah, it was the, just something about also going to Rutgers, too. You yeah. got to love the guy. The, the, there was definitely an old-school sort of feel that he had. There was, there was something about him, you know. Okay, you want to hear a high-speed players in baseball for, as of 2022? Yes. Number one, Max Scherzer, 43.3 yep. million. Yeah, I, knew, I knew that. I knew Two, that. Mike Trout, can't wait to actually see him play this year. Hope Is so. he going to even play center? I'm going to stick him in left. Who would play center? I don't, I don't know the Angels. Yeah, I, I would think, well, they just got rid of Justin Upton, so I don't know who the hell is going to play left field. <laughs> well, Otani's on and off and right. On and off, yeah. I, I would think Trout's going to play center. I mean, then you also have number three. The Angels spend so much money, and they're so bad. Oh, yeah, they, they spend a lot. They spend... Three is Rendon. They paid him 36.57. Yeah, yeah. He's 32. Number four is Jacob DeGrom. He's making 36. He's probably... If they pay him... You know, based off being the best pitcher in baseball, he'll get 45 next year. He's going to be the most expensive player in baseball. Ever. Yes. Then five now is Garrett Cole, 36. I keep Six is Trevor times. Bauer, who apparently there's rumors we might see him on the mound this year for the Dodgers. Yeah. And I've actually, this is one thing I wanted to talk about, actually, because I've seen a lot about Trevor Bauer. This I didn't know personally about him. Apparently, he's like a, he's like a big weirdo. Nobody really likes him a lot. Like in the locker room, he's very much like a loner. Nobody really gravitates toward really? Trevor Bauer, especially through high school, mm. into college. You know, is he, like you ever seen him with that weird pole? He does those mechanics. Uh, no. He's this really long, like almost looks like a skinny pipe, and he does weird like arm motions with it. And he refuses to listen to trainers and kind of does his own thing. And people just think he's a weirdo. Nobody really likes Trevor Bauer that much. Okay. Cool. He could throw a baseball. Though. He could throw a baseball. Seven. Carlos Correa, shortstop, obviously. Yeah. Should have been New York Yankee. Well, well. Well, at least uh, you got Josh Donaldson and what? Where, where am I missing here? Oh, there's Lindor. Lindor is 10. He's making 34. 34, okay. Paying him 34? Well, he's got to turn around. I'm I'm confident that he's going to turn I'll around. I'll take Correa at 35 over him. I, I'll take. I might even. Well, Seeger might be even better option. Well, I, I hope. He turns around. It was one year, so hope like look, if this you know, I'm gonna hope this that's an outlier year last year. It was him adjusting to New York and 
I hope. See, that sounds like a lot of what I say as a Yankees fan. It's like hopefully they're just no, adjusting. I, I really do hope so. I really, uh, I really do. I, I hope uh, Show Walters uh, gotten into him. You really you hoping? Oh yeah. Yelich is making twenty. I hope he. I want to see him bounce back. He was a guy I always liked. Yeah, he's, he's like a class act, solid ball player. Yeah. No, he's and he's player. just seeing him at like ninety seven in the MLB top one hundred, whatever it was, ninety eight, yeah. ninety nine, right around there. Was just like wow. Was he below Bellinger? Yep, he was one below Bellinger. Two. I think. I think. I think he was. 10. I think he was a hundred. Wasn't he a hundred? I am. Then I think Cody was like ninety nine or ninety eight. Yeah, and, and everyone was like, Kershaw was ninety six, and everyone was like, shit list <laughs> done. It's just, it's crazy. I mean, baseball is one of those sports where, like, you can be, like, a top 10 guy and, like, a bottom guy in, like, the next season. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like there's not too many sports like that. There's guys that really are very boomer bust. I don't know any other sports where there's a guy, when he's hot, is the best player in baseball for, like, three months. Or, like, not even, like, one to two months. And they fall off the face of the earth, and then they're in the minor leagues. Yeah, that's true. It's usually, like, a... a Gradual decline. How about your boy that played for the Mets? He wore that jersey. What was his name? Kirk, Kirk Newenheis. Kirk Newenheis. He had an exceptional <laughs> three months. That that twenty that first half of that twenty twelve team was actually pretty. They were like a game behind whoever in first was like Washington or something. And then those guys. You guys don't know. Evan gets a lot of shadows when we go to ball games. We go to the Subway Series every year. That's our tradition. Yes. And Evan always gets a hey. That's a nice jersey. I usually get at least one. And then one guy that was a Yankees fan told him to do explicit things to his mother. Father. Father. My apologies. Yeah. <laughs> I did not hear him. So I luckily. Said, Thank you in response. Yeah. I was like, right back at you, man. <laughs> that, that was a fun. We were waiting in the line. That was yeah. a good time. I, I had no clue until you told him. I was like, oh, that's what he said? Oh, he's cool. I was so. I can't believe baseball starting, what, Thursday? I was thinking about this close to get it going to its opening day, but I was like, nah, 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 relax. Not but chill. even. This is something we can't roll off the table. If you're not doing anything Saturday, Evan, the tickets are like twenty something dollars to go to the Yankees game. Unfortunately, I got declined. I, I wasn't. It was just. I was just saying that's crazy. All right, you just hurt my feelings. All right, I guess I accept. That's <laughs> no, okay. But you know, the, I just can't wait to go to a ballpark again. Yeah. I love. I, it's my favorite atmosphere. It may not be my favorite game to watch, especially not on TV. But I love the ballpark. Love baseball. And it's just, it, there's an energy to it. Something about it. There's pizzazz. Especially when we went to the Subway Series game. Well, both Subway Series games, actually. There was some energy. Especially the one in City Field. That was hostile. The stadium was so much better. Nah, that place is kind of a dump. What kind of a dump? It's a dump. It's a gorgeous. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I really don't like about Yankee Stadium is that like there's security guards every step of the way that ask where you are and see your. So it feels kind of the same as well, but uh, Not yeah, even but that but much. yeah, but when we went the at Yankee Sam the first time, yeah, that it's like they're like like a hawk. We took one step. We tried to get into the bottom section. There was even open seats, and we tried to squeeze in. There, he was just like, "Get out!" Yeah, like like we like we really sneaked in, sat down, just walked up. Hey, you're gone. I'm like, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's a little, you know, dominating, but you know what? That's what you expect for the game. It's, it's a good exchange for winning baseball. Good exchange for winning baseball. Listen, kids. <laughs> winning baseball by getting knocked down the first round. There we go. Wh- where did you guys go in the playoffs? Well, in 2015, we went to the World <laughs> Series. And you guys have a banner. That's uh, my favorite. It's like it's the World Series. No, my apologies. It's like the NL champions, and then like 
2016 wild card appearance. I forget that. I forget that one. I, I for, do we have a bear for 2016? I don't think so. There's definitely there's some sort of I don't of think wild so. I, I think 2015. No. Well, if, if like they won it, if they won it, they would have had a banner. One of the years is like a wild card champion. Def, well, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, I would, yeah, definitely. Like 2015 is, you know, NL pennant, obviously. 06 is NLDS champions. And <laughs> 2007 is the biggest choke of, in MLB history. I can't believe you guys didn't win that World Series. That we should have won that World Series. I don't I don't care who you are. They should have you. won that World Series. You're they be were a up old man and you'd be like, We should have won that twenty fifteen World Series. I am currently sixty two and I've seen one more playoff. They appearance. should have. They 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 were leading in like three of those games that they they blew like three games. They blew game one, they blew game four. And Game 5 is obviously the infamous Harvey game, which was pretty much the beginning of the end of his career. The infamous Harvey game. And it was also the beginning of the beginning for DeGrom. Actually, Game 2, he uh, DeGrom pitching, he uh, he, he shot the bed that game. Stud. Syndergaard was a, he was a good player. That and, that rotation, man, was supposed to be know, it. That was supposed to be it. In my eyes, is the beginning. Dude, DeGrom was supposed to be like, the, he was, honestly, when you look at it, he was like the number 5. But no, in reality though, you know what the beginning of the end was for the New York Mets? What was the beginning of the end? In the offseason, after a historical postseason run, <sighs> you guys look at Daniel Murphy and go, nah, I'm sorry. We can't bring you back. We we don't want to pay you like middle of the road money. He wasn't even asking for top of the line money, which is what he played as. And then he went and went, I believe, and played for the Nationals. And absolutely smacked you guys for like three years. I think he was like a batting. He had like a he won a batting title one of his years because of course he did. Yeah, and he bat about four fifty against the Mets. I will still stand by this. The most beautiful swing I've ever seen in my life. It just when it just just clean. Every Him time. and like Conforto had like two of the prettiest swings, and obviously Conforto's Conforto, but you know. Yeah, but the thing is, every time he stepped up to the plate. In that 2015 postseason, that run, was it was a home run. It was magical. That that like I, I look at I, I sometimes <laughs> I guess sad and depressed. You watch compilations. I, I watch compilations <laughs> of that postseason. I'm like, man, those were good times. I remember. I remember after <laughs> after we well after we won the NLDS like, uh, when we beat the the Dodgers. We, you know, I see a you know see everyone in high school sophomore year you know i see a, a teacher and, and an older st- yeah everyone's wearing their, their Mets uniforms I, I remember seeing i remember i vividly remember a, a teacher a, a student walking past like a teacher like in the halls he's they're like let's go Mets like let's go Mets they just exchange that moment uh, when when they beat the cubs in NLCS me and my boy Liam Hall we we just dab each other give us a hug give me a hug it's like let's go baby let's go. You might never see that energy again We'll see it again. I'm not sure when we'll see it again, but we'll see it again. You'll be like telling your kid, he's like, savor this moment. This will never happen again for you. I thought last year, like, there was a good, I thought, like, last year, like, man. Oh, yeah. They were, <laughs> like, like they, they, they were a bunch of, in, they were really injured. They played, like, really ugly mm-hmm. baseball, but they got the results. And then once the All-Stars, All-Star break rolled around, and then. Yeah, that usually what happens, like exactly what you said right there. You have like teams like like you know win even though there's ugly results and you barely pull off some wins, it always crumbles because then like a little bit of luck fades out and then you have to play good fundamental baseball and it all goes to hell. The worst thing that I, I wish Peter was in the home run derby. After that, he was I don't think he was the same. He was the best player on that on the rest of the year. 
He was yeah. the best player in the rest of the year. He was like two sixty, like thirty home runs. Okay, so my apologies. So, you know, stick to your stick to your precious Yankees guy. All right, you know, they, they're looking really good this I'll year. Take Judge any day of the week. I don't know, man. Judge is kind of overrated. Judge is, Judge, Judge is mid at best. Judge is gonna get Ju- Judge is like top fifteen wide receiver. Wide receiver. Top fifteen wide receiver. Give <laughs> <top 15 laughs> a solid tight end. Uh yeah, anyone who's over six foot six should be a solid tight end. All right, like Draymond Green played tight end in college. Who? Draymond Green at Michigan State. Uh yes, I, I feel like everyone knows that. All right, go ahead though. What you were saying? What didn't click for the Mets? So what happened after All Star break? Yeah, it's literally just the, the luck. Everyone and, and and also everyone just kind of got hurt, and that also yeah. seems and, to and, and also uh, and also like the the. The manager, like, is players, it just your trainers at this point? Because I feel like that's. A I, I'm generally, I'm generally curious, like, who are our trainers and what? <laughs> like, but like the thing is, I remember when like it was Ray Ramirez, like the big thing was like, oh Ray Ramirez, he's screwing up everything, and then they got rid of him, and it clearly hasn't gotten any better. So your I, trainers like Chad Ochocinco, he's like on Instagram, was like, eat McDonald's and I never stretch. Yeah, I'm like thanks, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I never got hurt in my career, and I eat a, four Big Macs a day. Yeah, like it's just like, <laughs> like bro, but then you see like Bartolo Colon, and he's like, the dude probably he's like, a picture of es- excellence. Sometimes you just, you know, you can look at these, you can look at Sa- you can look at Saquon Barkley, just muscle after it's muscle like, after muscle, like a Lamborghini, one grain of sand in that engine, and it's done for. But you know what he is, Bartolo Colon? He's a Honda he's, Civic, he's like a Mack truck, he's a Honda Civic, <laughs> nice and reliable. That's it, he does the job. I think my favorite Cologne moment, surprisingly, isn't the home run. I think it's got to be when he threw that behind the back that was, throw he, to first base. Yes. And it was like he almost put a little curve on it because he was like past the first base line and wrapped it around the base runner. That That's like. I, I feel like a behind the back curveball. Yeah, I, I just don't. That dude was fun. It was fun. And it was crazy because he was a guy similar to feel like CeCe did the same thing where like he was. This big, powerful guy early in his career throwing like ninety-five plus, and then like he got old and fat, and then just learned how to throw some everything, beautiful anything else. Pitcher. Yeah. Hey, look at Ari Dickey, twenty-twelve Cy Young winner. Ari Dickey's an anomaly though, because he didn't have um, I forget what the ligament is called that you know when you get Tommy John's. And yeah, you know, yeah. I, I read a book about that. But yeah. Still, yeah. Ari Dickey doesn't have that ligament. He was never born with it. Some people think maybe it was, was like a UCL or something. Is that it? No, that, that would be some, it's something cruciate ligament, but those are in the knee. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But still, the point is, he was either not born with one, or at some point in his life, it just kind of like went away. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, but he somehow this, and meanwhile, this is the ligament that makes your arm do arm things. Like you can't like lift objects or throw anything without yeah. it, and he is a top tier pitcher in the MLB without it. I want a Cy Young. And it's not a knuckleballer. Because you can't hurt it. There's nothing to injure. I know. It's it's like almost like the rest of his muscles learned how to work without it. Exactly. I I don't get it. I didn't get 2012, man. <laughs> that 2012 season was fun and then it Quickly wasn't fun. You know, I mean, that's that's enough baseball. I think we I, yeah. we got we got to get a lot of talk in there. But you know, yeah. I want to close this beautiful session off by talking about some college basketball. Yes, Kansas and like, wait, let's even go back a step. We didn't really get to talk about UNC Duke, or even that, like or even like St. Pete's. 
Like, because we... I don't even want to go that far back because uh, so far, far in the past. Yeah, yeah. Our viewers have seen enough about St. Peter's yeah. from us. Yes, yes, fair enough. But, Evan. Yes. UNC Duke might have been the most thrilling final four minutes of any sporting event I've ever watched in my life. There was one point where it was just three back and forth, and I was like, what in God's name is going on? Bryce Love, no, sorry, Caleb Love, my apologies. I don't know. Is there somebody named Bryce Love? You think of probably think of Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. Mm. Probably. Who knows? I don't know where I got Bryce Love from. I don't know. But still, Caleb Love yes. was on a different level, different planet that game. That like what balls he had to shoot that last three of that game with however much time was on the clock with a hand in your face, five feet behind the three point line. It was just unreal. And you know what I think, Evan? I think that confidence is what killed them in the national title game. Because in those final minutes, they were shooting the same shots. Yep. But none of them were falling. Yep, exactly. So they really lived and died by those circuit shots. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, is it bad that I didn't watch a single minute of that Duke North Carolina game? Because you were watching WrestleMania. WrestleMania. That was, WrestleMania was a lot of fun. Tell me about WrestleMania. What made you watch it over probably the most marketed game ever? Because it's WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. I had to watch. Dude, I saw Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle a match for the first time in 19 years. And then drink a beer with Pat McAfee. Well, that was night two. Sorry, and then, my he, and then he stunned him. It was sick. And then he tried to stunner uh, Vince McMahon. Who's in good shape for you? Vince age. McMahon is 76 years old, and you see veins popping through his arm. And, good so, him, and then man. somehow beat Pat McAfee. Yeah. In a match. And you know, I, I was watching Logan Paul talk about his performance. Those, he was pretty good, Logan though, Paul. He, you know, he said he never practiced those. Practiced what? He did those moves for the first time in the ring at really? uh, WrestleMania. Wow. And he, I forget, he was what's good. the one move? I don't think that was a suplex, but the one where he had him, he kind of threw him over his back three times in a row, that three amigos move. I think yes, yeah, I know what you're talking on about. On the second one, he said he smashed his head so hard on the the mat yep. that he was like, yeah, I'm definitely got a concussion. Like he was, shit was spinning. Yeah. But, oh, that, that was that was a good spot. He good was, spot. The, like, I was, because I didn't watch it live. Obviously, I was watching, you know, Duke UNC in the Final Four. Yes. But I was watching clips of it. And, you know, Logan Paul could really be a regular in the WWE, I think. Obviously, that's more like a side quest for him. He'd be like a special guest appearance. And he's got a lot of big things going on in his life. But he is a very good entertainer. Logan Paul is a natural heel. He's a natural bad guy, but they got the Miz. They got the Miz to turn on him. So Logan Paul's a baby face, which is no thank you, please. Like, like Logan Paul is just naturally you just hate the guy. You, you can't. You he's can the never kind of guy. guy. I put it like this: He's the kind of person a lot of people dislike first face glance, especially if you catch some of his younger day clips. But then he really grows on you. And for me personally, Logan Jake, uh, Jake, you can keep him. Get, I, I generally like the more I've watched his some of his clips from his podcast. Jake, we, I'm not Jake Logan. We'd love to have you on here. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That'd be crazy. Why not? Why not? But still, point being. I watched a lot of that and a lot of stuff he does and stands for. And uh, ever since, you know, that moment where he grew from his notorious YouTube uh, moment, yes, everyone yes. knows what that is. 
I feel like he's become such a different person and is such a driven human being. I, I genuinely enjoy him. I, I definitely do think he's grown from that. I still don't like him, but he's definitely grown. Jake is a... You, I guess you could go as far as saying I am a uh, Logan Paul supporter. <laughs> I was like, I would never... WrestleMania was a lot of fun, by the way. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of fun. Cody Rhodes came back. That was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and Star does that. Gold Dust, my apologies. What? I miss Gold Dust. I don't know. That's remind me. Well, that, oh yeah, his his brother Dustin is in AEW. So is he really? Yeah, he's in AEW. And he had some crazy WWE moments. Yeah, it's Gold Dust. He's a anomaly. Were those Cody Rhodes that did it, that turned into like Stardust? Star. That's what it was. Cody Rhodes was Stardust, and he did like his little spot. We did the cartwheel, and then like did like the hand thing. Like, he did like I a feel little like that spot. Was the, the weirdest Cody Rhodes era. Like it I was so a, weird. Like. Then they would come. <sighs> the thing I hated the most about Goldust was like halfway through a match, a really intense one, it was like all his face paint was smeared everywhere. Yeah. You can kind of see his like actual face. And I'm like, this is this is just weird. I don't yeah. like this. Wait a minute. His He's face ugly. isn't gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we went two different ways there. Wait, what? You said, wait, his face isn't gold. I said, wait, he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Sorry, Gold does feel the same as this. We so, still sorry, Dustin. I would love to have you on the podcast. I think you're actually a really good wrestler. <laughs> I think you're amazing. My apologies. But, uh, and also, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin gave one of the worst stunners to Vince McMahon. Have you seen that? The stunner that he tried to give Vince McMahon? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, it was funny. <laughs> it was really, really funny. But uh, It was a really fun two nights of wrestling. It was a lot of fun, actually. Oh, and Sami Zayn fought Johnny Knoxville and the entire, pretty much a bunch of the jackass groups, Chris Pontius and his, and his uh, party boy uh, getup where you know, he's in the jumpsuit just dancing around and he takes off you know the pants and the clothes and he's just in a underwear bikini thing and we Man power slammed Sami Zayn, which was sick. Yeah. He, Sami Zayn threw himself on a, on a table with uh, mousetraps. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> With the mouse traps? Mouse traps. It was mouse sick. Traps. Mouse traps. There was mouse traps on the table and he flew. Were they set? They were set. Mm. It was really cool. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens deserved the raise that they got. It was a lot of fun. Wow. Probably the most fun I had watching WWE in quite some time. If it wasn't on the Final Four day, I would have done it. But yeah. I just. We used to have a, a good time with those. Uh, you, me, Liam Hole, your father, your brother, and JT. Yeah. And, and Nicky P as well. Yeah, he would make some. Yeah, yeah. Like he was on and off. Yeah, but yeah, like. He was hot and cold. Yeah, that that was. Uh, those, those were fun times, man. Those did, were Did fun. I miss any guests? Well, like, there was always, like, the one off here and there, you know. I remember saying, did I miss any appearance? Like, who, who made an appearance at WrestleMania? Uh, oh, like, for what? Like at your house. Oh well, like there was like, I remember like one year, it was like there was a bunch of people. It was like Andrew, AJ, like. Oh, I was there that year. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that uh, had to be in high school. It was senior year of high school. Wow. It was senior year of high school. I yeah, I, I remember that. It was like the John Cena thing. Like, is he gonna fight the Undertaker? Is he not? And he and he did. It was cool. There was like maybe like eight, eight, nine of us. Huh. Am I? Downstairs. It was what a throwback. It was it was a throwback. But March Madness. But March Madness. <laughs> <laughs> On a separate tangent again. Yeah. Kansas just played 
good fundamental ball. I mean, there's a reason why they're like one of the best. I was gonna say franchises, but still colleges <laughs> ever. Yeah. You know, they're blue blood for a reason. They make the tournament every single year since like '73. They win a lot of the time, unlike Gonzaga. That's true. And that, they just they just do that. They just create talent, and people want to go play there. Like you know, you're good if people want to go play for you in Kansas. Feels like Kansas compared to like Duke and Kentucky. Feels like Duke and Kentucky are like. Feels like with Kansas or even like North Carolina a little bit, you'll stay there for like at least two, three years, at least around that, around that. A lot of one and dones out of Kansas, but it feels like there's more like you can stay at a little, a two years maybe, three years. Okay, okay. North Carolina probably stay another like all those. Two years. So they have that like that one token senior that stays around. Yes, like a Drew Timmy, or who was the guy that kind of looked like um, Baker Mayfield that went to UNC with the with the beard. UNC. He graduated like a couple years ago. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. By a guy, he's kind of like he was like six six. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I he went to like I remember they. It was the year they won the national title, and he went to class the next day. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I don't remember his name. He went to like his eight thirty class the next day, and everyone was like, "Bro, what are you doing here?" He's a man of. Uh, he's a scholar. He's a scholar. He's a scholar. Or like a. Uh, what's his face that went to Duke? What's his face that I want to do? Come on, the four-year senior, though. Grayson Allen, thank you. Ah, oh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, who's still a menace. Well, like a piece of shit. <laughs> the biggest bad boy of all time. I mean, probably surprised. I know Christian Leighton was the first, but he is the bit, like, like a lot guys got more hate, but, like, a lot of it was undeserved. J.J. Reddick was just, like, kind of rude. <laughs> and he was made mean. big shots. You know what I'm saying? He was mean. Grayson Allen was actually like malicious and hurting people. I, I, I think that's true. I think Christian Leiter was just like a little bit of the jealousy, and especially it's like, like he, he was, was the one that shit. hit and he was the one that like hit that game the legendary game when he shots like, oh you son of a same with JJ Wright. He was hitting big shots, he was like yeah. a punk kid. Grayson Allen was like tripping people. He and... was like actively like okay, like he was literally putting on like shoulder pads and it's like, okay, I'm ready to check you. Good luck, guy. <laughs> And you know who I th- like? This is unrelated to anything we we're just talking about. But you know who's my favorite player in college basketball? Who? Why do I blink on names every single time now I start this? Oh my god! This is like when I go to think about it. I, I was just talking about it with my dad actually, like earlier today. But the center for UNC that sprained his ankle. Baycott. Baycott. Thank you. He's like I really think. He obviously, not even think, he definitely propelled UNC that far. And he was my favorite player in the tournament in general. Yeah. He was like a guaranteed 10, 15, and like 16 every single game. Yeah. He'll give you like 15 and 15 every time. And honestly, if he didn't get hurt, they, I think they would have won. But that's a discussion for a different day. I've seen that conversation. I've seen that point brought up. You but... can never really make that point, I think, though, because you never know. But he keeps UNC in a better position. Yeah. Let's but say. hey. Don't forget, they were up 15 and a half. So they were up 15. And a half. 15 the biggest and a half. deficit to come back by yep. in the history. Yeah. Credit Kansas, they were they were great, but credit UNC too. And he's a guy too, Baker. I don't know where he fits in as a pro. What? Yeah, I don't know what year he's at. I think he's like a sophomore. Might be older. Maybe a, a junior? But still, he's 6'10. So that's already you got to be really silky smooth with your moves at six ten. You're a little smaller at the center position. So power forward. 
But I feel like where the game, I was talking about this exact conversation I had. I feel like you got to be hitting threes now at this level. I don't see him shooting the ball. He plays like he should be 7 1, like a ball dominant center. Mm-hmm. And he is. But does that transition as a power forward in the NBA? I don't know. And I haven't, obviously, I've seen no mock drafts of him going in the first round. Wasn't I wasn't expecting him to go in the first round. But he's kind of like, I'd love to see him work out. I really like him yeah. as a player. He's a good player. He's but good. he, you know, who's better, Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr. Of course. But you know, Evan, I feel like that's that's a lot what we had to say today. A lot of bets, yeah. Randy. Yeah, I look. I love coming down here and recording these excellent videos. Well, we don't have videos yet, but we're we're working on the video yeah. aspect. Yeah, it's a work in progress. You know, we're waiting for the funds. Donate if you guys are trying to upgrade our equipment. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're out here for you guys at 11 o'clock at night on a, on a Tuesday. On a tu- it's like raining outside. It's miserable. It's 8 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. You actually? Yeah. Well, but we're out here. We are out here. We do this for the people. And we love what we do. We do. Just keep supporting us. Thank you. Evan, do you have any final words for the listeners? No. We love you guys. Tune in.